What's up, what's up? It's your boy, Cam Cox, host of the Roaring Twenties Talk Show. Before we get going today, I just want to let everybody know that I'm super excited. Today we got our first full-length episode with a guest, and we definitely had a chance to talk about a lot of great things, and I'm super excited to bring you this content. But, like you all know, before we get going, I gotta take a second to review our sponsor for today's episode. The sponsor for today's episode is Iconic 600. Iconic 600 is a streetwear store located in Smyrna, Georgia that specializes in high-end clothing, vintage wear, local black-owned brands, shoes, and also even a signature Aconic 600 line. And my personal favorite thing about this sponsor is it's another local business owned and operated by a friend of mine. You know I love to see someone succeed, man. So if you're invested in your drip, I have no doubt that Aconic 600 is the perfect destination for you. They're located at 600 Floyd Drive, Unit A, Smyrna, Georgia, and you can find them on Instagram at a.conic600. Again, that's a.conic600. All right, man, let's get right into the episode. Yo, 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 yo. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Cam Cox, the host of the Roaring Twenties Talk Show. I'm going to just keep it, you know, I'm going to just keep it 100 with y'all. I know a lot of y'all out there, like the listeners, yeah, I'm sure, like, I don't know if y'all are upset. I don't know if y'all are mad. Um, but I do know last week, you know, no on Wednesday, you didn't see an episode drop on Apple Podcasts. And I know you were probably waking up in the morning. You were like, bro, what is going on? Like, where's the episode? Like, I'll just put it like this. It's simple, man. Two words. Life happens. Um, I had two people text me, bro. When y'all dropping the next episode? My aunt. My aunt was texting me. Parents were asking. I had a couple other friends asking. And I'll just be honest, man. Like, straight up, like, last week, which is a stupid, busy week. Levi, uh, Monday to Friday, we tried to make it happen. Or really, I'm not even going to say Monday to Friday. Sunday to Sunday to Sunday. We tried to make it happen. And, and, like, it was just tough. It was just tough. Um, Work was, you know, busy, busy work week. Levi had a busy work week, so, but um, today, we're back with something super special for y'all, man. This is, like, right here, where I, when I'm editing this, I'm going to put, like, 10 of the little, boom, 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 because today's a, today's a big day, bro. Like, we got our first guest on here, and, um, you know, Levi and I couldn't be more excited to have, you know, someone on here who we're so close with that we could just give y'all a raw episode of where we're just speaking our minds and um, talk about a great subject. So, uh, you know, I'm super excited to get y'all this episode. I really am. Um, and I think this is going to make up for, you know, last week not having an episode. And I'm going to tell you straight up, you know, Levi and I are going to try our absolute best to never let that happen again. Because even I felt a little guilty. I was going through the week like, like, bro, we really didn't drop an episode. Like, we just started. Like, we already slacking. But <laughs> I just had to, I just had to be honest with myself. Like, it was just a busy week, bro. But we back better than ever. We got a lot to talk about this week, man. Um, you know, we got our first guest, Adam Spiller. Uh, he's, a, you know, super close to My you know, Levi and I. At this point, we can really say we go way back with Adam. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so it'll be day good, one, bro. Uh, day one. <laughs> bro, I gotta get, I gotta get some, I gotta get a headset, bro, because these these are Lincoln's AirPod Pro twos with the new ones, and like I don't like the way they feel whenever they're like, you know how, you know what I'm saying? Like you know the feeling. I love the AirPods. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I was about to say, like, I hate the first generation, but the ones with the buds, that's Bro, over they fit so perfect. That's how, but it's they like do. it's like a different sound, though. I don't like that. 
Like, bro, someone could be screaming at the top of their lungs your name. You're still not going to hear them with the AirPods, man. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, man, Levi, like, just, just jump into it, man. I'm, I'm too excited to even talk about it, like, and be calm about it, but just kind of kick us off, bro. Whenever we talked about it, man, and found out we had Adam on the show, I was um, beyond happy with it. Adam, you know, he's a great friend of mine. Uh, he's like a brother to me, man. He, he's older than me. So I'll say he's like a big brother, a mentor figure, um, you know, but he, he's one of my great friends. We, we text, talk weekly whenever he decides to answer the phone. <laughs> but um, <laughs> nah, nah, Adam, man, I mean, you know, it, it's close with Adam for everybody that's out there that doesn't know. Uh, me and Adam, we coach Team Spates, Alabama Select together, um, a travel basketball team out of Mobile, Alabama. Shout out to Mobile. All the kids we got, man, it's a great group of kids. Um, you know, that's we just like to inspire and motivate everybody, man. And that's that's one thing that I can say with Adam, our whole coaching staff and our team. What we do is if you've ever been at a tournament with us in a, in a car um, at the hotel, I mean, it's just a family environment trying to push our kids, trying to give them the mentorship that we didn't have as kids. Um you know, it's just one of those things, man. Adam, he's just, he's my go-to dude, man. He's, he's, he's a great dude. Um, you know, the, the title of this episode is the importance of your inner circle. I mean, Adam is in my circle, same mindset, same vision, just like me and Cam do. And uh, Adam, I'll let you, let you give everybody a um, brief rundown of, of who you are, what you do. And, um, you know, you can go into detail on how we met, how, how you met Cam and uh, let's just get rolling with it. Man, what's up, what's up, what's up? Yeah, so, wow, what a warm welcome. Thank you, guys. I uh, So just a little bit, just to jump straight into it, um, when I first started coaching and, and getting into travel ball, we were, uh, majority of our events of the year were held over at the Panhandle events put on in the Pensacola area for the most part. And that's how I first got uh, introduced with, with you, Levi. And, you know, John McDonald, all those guys over there, Cam, same way. I truly can't recall the first time I actually got introduced to Cam. I want to say it was at a Panhandle event and Cam was still playing at West Florida. Am I wrong in saying that, Cam? No, nah, that's right. Because I remember meeting you at um, the Panhandle events. I was still playing. I think it was my junior going into senior year. I want it and was that, like right before COVID happened, I think. Yes. So you, that was at, yeah. And that was actually at UWS facility too. I do. I remember now. So, yeah. So all that, to, all that to say is like, man, just, just getting to know, you know, Levi better and, and seeing the, the amount of, of passion and, 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 you know, perseverance that he had for, for wanting to, to pursue his dream and stuff. It just, you know, it just instant, we instantly connected, you know, so whenever we decided to, uh, to branch into, uh, you know, the team spates whole ordeal, um, honestly, Levi was one of the first people I thought about calling and, and with Cam graduating and stuff, he had still been up and around whenever we were traveling and doing some videography stuff. So, Real small circle with travel ball, especially from the Mobile to Pensacola area. There's only, there's realistic, and you guys know this, there's realistically only like just a few people that really do it right in these parts. Um, and and so you guys are a huge part of that for me. Um, 
just happy to be on the show, happy to be a part, ready to get it, you know, ready to get it rolling. Well, let me say this for everyone listening. Um, on this show, we're not going to ever downplay no success. Or we're not going to ever downplay something. And I think like, you know, with the introduction, um, one thing I want to fill in the gap is right here. Um, when they say team space, a lot of y'all might be listening and say, you know, who is, you know, what is team space? Team space actually, um, you know, was former, actually formerly Adam's own team that he made out of Mobile, um, AOB Elite. And he actually joined force with a uh, NBA Finals champion, Maurice Spates, 2015. And NCAA champion. Yeah. Oh, I didn't, I, I'm not going to lie. I didn't even know that. He won an NCAA yes, championship sir. too? University yeah, of Florida. Yeah, two titles at Florida. Yeah. Two? two? Wow. Okay. That's insane. Okay. So, I mean, even better, bro. Like, just think about it. You know, Maurice Spates is someone who he was at Florida for two years. Or he, he won two championships at Florida while he was there. Went on to the, you know, the Golden State Warriors in 2015. Uh, he won a championship, you know, with. You know, it's on the same team as Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. Uh, you, you know, that's that's greatness. You know, he's someone who's in forever in the NBA history books. And um, to have someone on our show today who is, you know, closely, re- you know, in close relation or not relation, but a uh, close proximity to him. You know, that's a big deal. So, but Adam, what you been up to, man? Man, just been working took on a few new responsibilities at my job you know it's kind of it's trending up which is always a good thing um but then dealing with some uh just uh, first kids getting into college getting into the college basketball life and trying to keep up with them make sure they stay in line and it's just been crazy man just uh really i say it's been crazy it ain't me crazy it's just been you know, new, new things, man, honestly. Just, yeah, hell yeah. What do you, hey. what do you do for uh, work? I never, I never asked you. So I work, I, I work as a sales consultant for, uh, for Cisco Foods. So I, uh, I work with independent restaurants, convenience stores, you know, okay. anybody that can sell some wings, mm-hmm. you know, sell some food, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go see you. <laughs> hell yeah. We were up at walk-ons for about four and a half hours this afternoon wait where uh walk-ons it's the it's kind of like it's like bomb Howers or like like a mm-hmm. twin peaks type place but it's drew Brees' chain restaurant oh damn wow i'm gonna have to tell i'm gonna have to tell my girl's family about that because well Brees we ate a, a we ate a bomb Howers at one time adam and at and auburn and i did not even realize that now my girl she goes to school at southern union and bro we eat at that same freaking restaurant all the time bro Dude, bomb hours is so dope. Don't get it twisted. Bomb hours is so dope. No, walk-ons is so good. Where's one at? They uh all right, y'all want to hear something real quick? We'll leave it. All right, so I'm gonna tell it, I'm gonna tell it. So, like we were sitting there at the bar and we were maybe two rounds in, and uh, we see this guy come up clean cut, you know, nice designer jeans, polo, fitted, you know, and he orders a salad. And he specifically ordered a walk-on's bottled water. I'm like sitting there, who does this? So maybe 10, 15 minutes goes by. Dude hadn't even touched his food. And uh, and he requests the manager. And lo and behold, this lady comes out the back. And, um, and this guy, <laughs> he says... I got a few concerns. If you could just get your head bartender and your manager to come with me over to this table. Well, we're all sitting there cringing around the bar because we love the bartenders like they're cool, whatever, whatever. 
And we're like, God, I don't want to see them get in trouble. I hope this ain't the health department. We'll come to find out, bro, it was the president of the entire freaking company. It was Walk-On's owner. And he was in there just ripping them a new one, cutting them down at every corner, you know, had problems with the salad, the cleanliness, talking about you've lost $50 in the last hour, handing out free drinks, all this stuff. And I was just like, bro, (laughs) the most random Sunday and the whole freaking owner of the damn franchise is going to come in there and just spout off all this shit so that was wild that's like an undercover boss it was it was like that's exactly what it was it was crazy but that was kind of funny though damn no that is wild could you imagine that though like like just being an employee there and just oh shoot that's the owner yeah no it couldn't be me it was cringe it was cringeworthy the whole the rest of the time because everybody that worked with everybody that was working there was walking on eggshells for the rest of the rest of the afternoon. I'm trying to think. I ain't seen nothing too crazy up here. Man. That's usually something crazy going on in Atlanta like every day, bro. Like we got this uh we got this one page called ATL Scoop, bro, where it's mm-hmm. just like every single day they're posting like either people getting like the worst car accidents because someone was doing something stupid or like the little, you know, like when you come to a uh, stop sign or like a, a stoplight, you got, we got down here, we got the water boys, people come in your car and try to sell you water. But like they'll, they'll really scam you and try to steal your car. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you, know, Man. you just, you literally never know what you're going to get, bro. Like it's crazy. I think it's at its all time worse. But hey, bro, I know y'all seen the Braves in the World Series though. Yo. Yes, sir. Let's get it. Oh, Listen, bro, I, I don't know much baseball, bro. Shit. Let's go, bro. That's the only team I really like. Well, I, I mess with some baseball teams, but, but bro, like, I'm not going to lie. If the Braves, if right, the Braves mess around and win the, the World Series, bro, they're literally going to burn <laughs> this city to the ground. They will. No, for sure. Because Dirty Birds ain't doing it. Trey Young's got to prove himself. Like, they might get second-round playoffs. Braves got to get it done right here because, I mean – um, I don't know, man. Don't and, even and get honestly, me started the bad on that. Part is, the bad part is about, like, this year, like, that I'm scared about for the city of Atlanta is, like, we don't even have no, like, a, we won't even have appreciation if they just go and lose. It's, like, either we win nope. or it's, like, they're a failure to us. I, I hate to say yeah. that because people are going to be, like, no, man, like, the Braves came this far. Like, we'll take it. Like, I, bro, I know how Atlanta works, bro. They're going to nope. be, like, y'all are sellouts. And That's a fact. That's the, a The worst a part about fact. this, too. The worst part about this, too, is UGA is number one in the country, and it's a perfect setup for them to possibly fumble the bag again. And if that happens, bro, we get the Braves fumble the bag and UGA, bro. Like, Atlanta well, just, just... – <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be bad last couple of years. It, oh, man. Yes. It, it really could be because Georgia set up to, to lose it all and or just take it all. And I don't know, man. Formula, the formula for winning a college national football championship right now is offense, 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 backed by a pretty, you know, pretty stout defense. And Georgia's got it. But if you put Bama, if you put Bama in the SEC title again, and this is coming from an Auburn fan, I just, I just got to roll with a high power offense. So I feel like, I feel like the Braves got to get it done. Yeah, that's the only option, bro. Alabama, whoever they, whoever Alabama plays. Yeah, straight up, bro, because, like, it happens the same way every year. Like, Georgia's, like, actually really good. They play Alabama in the SEC championship. You know, they come down to Atlanta in the Dome, and they get there. Yeah. You know, they get whooped, bro. That's it. 
That's it, man. So we, I'm we still. Need, I'm. We need one or two. I'm holding on to that little strand that that Auburn could win out, potentially beat Alabama, in Jordan Hare, find our way back to Atlanta. We'll be all right. <laughs> my team, my team is Ohio State, and I honestly thought after we lost, um, I can't, I can't, I honestly can't slip my mind who we lost to, but. That After, is a good oh, Oregon. Oregon. After we yeah. lost to Oregon, yeah. bro, I honestly yeah. thought it was done, but somehow Ohio State, they still got them in the top five. Nah, they uh, – they, Stroud's legit. Olave's legit. They got a defense that will carry them through their conference. It's kind of like, you know, you slip up early, but they'll be all right, man. They got enough – they got a high power, enough offense to just get it done. And I don't know, man. It's, it's the, tr- the truth of the matter is, is like, Defense does win championships, but it's enough defense because everybody puts up points. And if yeah, you're not, you're not in the playoff, period. Adam, have you seen like the situation out there in Oklahoma with um with Spencer Rattler? Rattler and his in his all right. So wait, wait, you talking about just the QB situation in general? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bro, so I don't know, man. Rattler, Rattler's giving me Jalen Hurts vibes right now. And, like, I'm talking about NFL Jalen Hurts. And what he's doing is he's going into freaking happy feet panic mode in a conference where he doesn't even have to do that. All he has to do is have pocket presence and just freaking let it rip. If he throws three picks a game, it doesn't matter because he's going to throw freaking five touchdowns. But he just went – it was like he crawled up into a shell and then your boy comes in there I don't even know his name, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. The guy that's backing him up, big body, dual, true dual threat, like can put some muscle behind what he's, you know, he can run behind the pads. And he comes in there and he's just, you know, just, <laughs> he just took your boy's job. I was like, talking to somebody about this the other day, bro. Uh, at this point, would you, would like, do you think you could consider Oklahoma as like QBU? Because yes. like if you really sit there and look at it, bro, they yes. put out some crazy ass quarterbacks. No, that is a that is an absolute fact. Yeah, no, it is QBU. QBU. It is QBU. <laughs> yeah, bro, they got studs everywhere, bro. But... Hey, I don't QBU know shit about football. And... I'm just here. Oh no, don't worry. I'm about to hop over to basketball because the first <laughs> question I'm about to ask is, bro, what's going on with the Lakers, bro? It's the second game of the year, and it's no. looking like they're already like losing their mind, bro. Fighting on the bench, bro. I'm not understanding that. I don't. I don't get it. Hold on. Should we talk about this in the show? Yeah, this is the show right now. This is the show right now. Look, listen, listen, listen. I'm gonna tell everybody right now. I'm gonna put this in the show. I'm gonna put this in the show. This is this is part of the show. I, I wanted this to come natural because I wanted to talk about the NBA today. I'm trying to expand this thing on the. All right, let's get you know it. Then. Let's but get what it. I'm so is like, break hey, your I question. See, start your question. For people for the people who can't see us record right now, like my boy Adam looks blown by by the Lakers, man. I, I, so I got to hear it. Like, what's going I on? Am. I don't understand, bro. I don't. <laughs> all right. All right. So I am. However, I want to let y'all get y'all's, y'all's stuff out because <clears throat> I got a lot to say about this because it could go nine million different directions. But y'all go ahead and expound on your opinions. Levi, on Levi you go first because I actually got a decent amount to say about the Lakers as well, man. Because yeah, it's, it's disappointing. I'm a LeBron fan to Listen, the day. I die, but it makes no sense right now. We were talking about that at dinner tonight. And I honestly... They are so stacked, bro, but you have too many superstars on one team. You got LeBron, Westbrook, AD, and a thousand other people. Like, it's 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 going to be crazy. It's going to be a crazy year. Yeah, I mean, 
mean, like, okay. And then with them already doing that on opening night, bro, like, like what else is about to come with it, you know? <clears throat> what happens whenever they're 50 games into the season? Yeah, I was so – okay, so I was talking to my barber about it, bro. And I, we were talking about this in preseason when I had first seen, like, how they were playing, bro. And I, I even did, like, a little YouTube video with one of my friends. Like, he got on and he let everyone have their prediction on, you know, which team they want to pick for the year and, you know, talk about it a little bit. So I picked the Lakers. And I would literally drop the link in this in the description of this episode. I like I'm not gonna say I knew this would happen because it's only the second game of the year. But like, what do you expect with with LeBron at the with LeBron automatically on the team? It's gonna create pressure that everybody's automatically gonna play, like play like all uptight, unless you're just a superstar. Like you know what I'm saying? So everyone's right. uptight, and they got all these old people who like feel that they still gotta prove that, like something because now they're like, oh damn, bro, I'm on the Showtime Lakers, bro. Like, I have to get a bucket. Like, I have to get right. I have to do a crazy spin move between two like a screen. Like, I have to go crazy. Facts. And it's just it's just not looking right. And I'm not it's, gonna. I don't uh, know who to blame it on yet because no one's to blame. But like, bro, they they just have to chill out, bro. They have to chill out. <laughs> So, all right, <laughs> I'm going to start by saying something that nobody wants to hear, especially Brinson, who is my assistant AAU basketball coach, for those that are listening to this. And he is the biggest LeBron fan on planet Earth, right? I love LeBron. Okay, here's what I'm going to say. He cannot be your go-to guy. He absolutely cannot be your go-to guy. And I'm not saying that that's what they're – Obviously, AD, when they need a bucket, I feel like based on what I've watched so far, they head that way. However, it for me, it's like, okay, it's so early. They're going to figure it out. You know, keep the ball in Russell's hands. Ensure, if Frank Vogel does a quarter of his job, he's going to ensure that he's a facilitator first. He's too dynamic with the ball. He can get into the teeth of defenses like – but if we look at today's league outside of Carmelo Anthony, who out of those four plus whoever their fifth is, whether that be – hell, I don't even know anybody on their roster off the top of my head. That's how – you know. But what I'm saying is is you got to be able to knock down shots, right? You have to yeah. shoot the three in today's league to be successful. And that's not what they built in the offseason. Carmelo is not a 40-plus percent three-point shooter nor is he is he working that hard to get open to get 10 plus looks a game to be that guy either so for me it's like all right put all this veteran experience on the team cool great that's awesome it's still not look at the phoenix suns they are built for success i watched them lose i watched them lose to the denver nuggets and they still both of them looked more like a championship-built team than the Los Angeles Lakers. The it's Lakers are living on the Lakers league, are living bro. on a prayer and veteran presence. It's a young and, gun and league, bro. Like, it is, up. bro. It is straight up. So I just I don't see anybody beating Denver, especially when Jamal Murray comes back. I just don't. I just don't. I don't even see Phoenix having the chance. They look too good, way too good, and that's a very bold. Very early prediction, but Denver looks way too good. Yeah, Jamal. Yeah, Jamal Murray is definitely gonna add that little sauce to the mix. But I mean, I believe it or not, I could see the um, I could see honestly the Bucks repeating for sure. Bucks, 
they should like, repeat. They should. They should repeat. I could see the, but that's like my that's like my favorite choice. What I think what happens here, or I could see like someone like the Clippers or the Nuggets like getting in there. But like regardless, it's gonna be one of these young gun teams, bro. Like it's a, it's it a young dude league now, like straight up. I truthfully, if Clay comes, all right, Clay comes back and Clay Ooh, stays healthy. Clay comes back and Clay stays healthy. I like I like Golden State to win sixty five plus games. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what they do come playoff time, but I love them to win sixty five plus games, and that's hey, that a lot. Boy of Steph was on fire, bro. That boy Steph was on fire it, the other it, night, bro. It makes no sense, bro. Because like I used to honestly hate Steph Curry. Like I'll tell you why, like straight up, and I tell everybody this: the reason I used to hate Steph is because um, like when like it came a, it came a time like when I stopped being good at video games, and my little brother started being like way better than me, and like once my brother started realizing that Curry like on two K could pull from like. 30 40 feet and like every time like hit a green bean i stopped playing 2k bro and i started hating stuff curry the cheap but now <laughs> it's to the point like when i watch dude you can't even be mad at that bro like that's that's like legit that. magic bro dude bro, it is i watched so, i read man. i read this oh my bad go ahead adam no 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 no. i'm just sitting here thinking go ahead go ahead well I, I read this thing on um instagram i think it was it was either this morning or last night but and workouts, man, they don't even count. If if Steph don't just swish it, nothing but net, they count it as a miss. Like he has to swish it for him, like for it to yeah. count as a made basket. <laughs> and so I did some research on his trainer's page, and like it's just crazy, man. I think I, I, if I'm remembering correctly, his, his trainer is Brandon Payne, and you know I searched him on his Instagram and stuff, man. And that that shit is wild, bro. You it know, is. It's already hard enough, you know, for NBA players to hit a three, <laughs> Ben Simmons. But then, you know, you got Steph Curry over here that's – you have Oops. to switch it for it to count, bro. That's insane. Man, yes. And yeah. and for those that, for those that like, know basketball, even those like us that, that know the game, just to watch Steph Curry in person go through his warm-up, it just, it just shows you the separation between the good and the great. Bro, I promise you, I was sitting over here about to say the same thing. Steph Curry is the perfect example of the, the gap between the NBA and college basketball. The fact. He's a game changer, bro. He, like, he's, he changed the game himself. Yeah, yeah, bro. No, he really did. He like, A, like all four or five, whatever levels, like elementary school, middle school, high school, AU, college, bro. NBA. So, bro, like yes. he changed every level, bro. I mean, and Adam, like you, you saw it because um, – you know how we coached this past season, this travel ball season together. I mean, even the kids I trained, they're like, Coach Levi, let's go out here to the three-point line. Let's shoot threes. I'm like, first off, we're working with the fundamentals at the rim, bro. Like, your form has to be right, you know, because it's just exactly. it's just insane, man. Like, you know, you just see kids, bro. They just want to shoot threes, shoot threes, shoot threes. Oh, I made three threes today at basketball. I'm, I'm good. You know, it's just – it's crazy, man. It's, it's crazy how the game has changed in that aspect. But – yeah, but um, like like Levi said today, you know, we're talking more, you know, really about um, your inner circle and just like kind of the importance of it. And um, I know on the Roaring Twenties, like our, our um, you know, our topic is how things have changed over the years. But one thing that's kind of stayed the same and I think will stay the same is like, you know, it, you're always going to have to have people close to you who want your best interest. Like that's what's going to push you to um, that's what's going to push you to be great. And so, I mean, these are two people I got in my inner circle and they can say the same thing. And I mean, we all want the same thing for each other. And that's just being great, man. Like straight up. So, but uh, <clears throat> anyway, exactly, you know, bro. it's just, 
just one of those things where like how we said on the first two episodes man we're just here to inspire motivate and show love and that's that's something that adam does it's you know y'all should see you man this dude is a basketball phenomenon but don't let him get you twisted he's a professional golfer too <laughs> nah, he ain't really a professional. There's people out there is listen. He's not. I don't know if he's labeled a professional, but he is a dang good golfer, though. Adam, Adam, Look, give him the rundown, bro. On, it's on so funny. Oh, that's so funny. So, <laughs> so we yeah. So so growing up, that was the one thing in my household that like my dad started me out earlier than anything. So like. Let me give you the long story short. So coming up, you know, I was a you know pretty decent little baseball player, always playing, always made all stars up until I was like, you know, 11, 12 years old. And and anybody that knows sports knows that generally there is a heavy correlation between a really, really good baseball players being able to be successful at golf as well for whatever reason, those two sports just correlate well together. So like, it was kind of second nature for me to just, you know, get out there and be competitive. And the other thing was too, is like, I really, I really fell in love with golf and I started competing when I was like seven years old. So like I fell in love with golf whenever I realized that whenever I'm out there competing, it's literally the one sport where you can just solely rely on yourself and you can just go at the other guy next to you so that's why I loved it and and you know eventually I I got I, I was playing let's see so when I came to Cottage Hill uh, school over in Mobile I went to public school all the way up until fifth grade then transferred over to Cottage Hill Christian my sixth grade year and played varsity golf from the time I was in sixth grade to the time I was a senior we won a state title my sophomore year. We were state runner-ups my freshman year Damn. and junior year. Hey, my boy was like bro, that, bro. What? Look, look, look. Bro, Let what? me tell you something. We sparked, uh, like a, that. we sparked a little bit of a, uh, not a revolution, but like a, uh, just a, just something that Cottage Hill hadn't had. Cottage Hill had never had a golf team. And, uh, and so we, you know, we, we did the damn thing and got it going and, and did all that and then I kid you not I thought I thought golf was over with for me personally um midway through my senior year I had no college offers and I had sent emails out and stuff and I had I had performed you know for my expectations what I thought was you know college worthy up until that point but just didn't have the offers but um had Spring Hill come out and watch one maybe two events my senior spring season so you got to imagine I got two months before graduation I'm sitting here just banking on somewhere to go play because all I wanted to do was keep playing golf you know like I, I didn't care like a lot of these kids just want to keep playing ball I just wanted to keep playing golf and um, and I had uh, Steve Hodges who is still the head coach at Spring Hill today he's been there like 22 years um come up to me and he said and I'm gonna do a little impersonation he uh he talks with a little bit of a lisp and he, he would love to hear me do this right now he said uh he goes so what are what are you doing next year for uh for uh for uh collegiate purposes and I said <laughs> I said I said at the moment coach I said I said I'm I'm still just playing it by ear he goes I want you to come be a badger 
And I, I said, I said, <laughs> I said, I'd love to, I'd love to. So two months before I graduate, I signed, you know, a scholarship to play golf at Spring Hill and played for two years there and actually played played on the the travel team the top five travel team played the number one and number two spot for those two years really didn't vibe with the educational side of things at spring hill wasn't doing bad failed one class um which wasn't doing bad but i failed one class (laughs) i failed one class one class one class okay but i just really wasn't vibing with the educational side so i took a semester off and then uh, naturally, everybody, you know, you hear this all the time. You start working, making that money and the rest is history. So after the fact, hey. I thought I was going to I thought I was going to go Bro. pro and, you know, just just kept on working. Bro, I tell you, Shoot, what, that's I, the same I'm thing so with me, bro. Proud of you for like being great at golf, because like I don't know many people who are like great at golf. But let me just tell you, bro, I might be the actual worst person that is at golf, bro, like. I go to Top Golf. Like I won't. Actually, I want to say that I won't go to Top Golf. <laughs> like if someone invites me, I'm not going because I really will embarrass myself. Like, I don't know why I can't no, do that, bro. Cam is not lying. I've at least invited him whenever I've been in Atlanta at least like eight times, and every time this fool is not showing up. I told him I, I'll pay for it. Everything, bro. Cam does not come. Bro, like I know it's bad. Like when I'm going, like my my family and like my brother's girlfriend, my girlfriend, and I still come in dead last. Like, that's a problem, bro. Like, I'm hitting the just ball go. straight up, and it's, like, honestly going through the net. <laughs> yeah. And people, people but even me. Like, but even still, <laughs> even still, Top Golf is a vibe, though. Like, it, hey, y'all ever uh, be seeing the people on TikTok who be hitting the ball like Happy Gilmore, and they just be hitting that thing like 300 yards? Hell, <laughs> yes. yeah. That shit's crazy, bro. That shit's me. I'm telling you, that's what I'm doing right now, bro. I'm doing all the long drive stuff. Y'all don't even know this yet. Levi's seen a little video. I Man, just now, got hold back. on. I'm talking about, bro, I saw the video and I was like, is Adam mad? He knocked the heck out of the ball, bro. I'm talking about, he hit that thing so hard, bro. <laughs> bro, whenever I came out, whenever I came out of Spring or whenever I was at Spring Hill, like, you know, college golf coaches are super analytical. So, like, majority of them will, you know, will coach you mentally, will – you know, talk to you about the course you're playing the next day, what you can do here, what you can do there. My coach before every round I played would come up to me and just say three words, or I'm sorry, say two words. He say, have fun. And, and I was just, I was just free reign, let it rip. Just, I never held back. And so regardless of my aspirations to play professional golf, I always hit the ball so far in comparison to my peers which was what allowed me to score better even though I didn't do as well in other areas like I, I kind of tried to translate that into professional long drive which I don't know if you guys are familiar with or not but that's another story another day but that's what I'm doing right now that's why Levi's got that video and hell yeah I look mad at the ball but nah it's just that's just my speed session hey. training bro Whenever we drop the episode, bro, I might just have to post it on our page. <laughs> Adam looks so mad, bro. Excuse my language earlier, by the way. I got excited. But Adam looks so mad, bro, whenever he smacked that ball. Bro, have y'all <laughs> seen um, the thing like, uh, you know how, because y'all know J.R. Smith playing college golf now. 
Hell yeah, North Carolina A and T. I ain't seen nothing from. I haven't seen like anything like standings wise or like him like placing the tournament yet. Though I'm gonna need my boy to. Bro's a hooper on the golf course. Let me put it that way. He's good. Oh, for real? He's legit. Yeah, he's legit. Nah, bro's got all the mechanics, got the fundamentals. He's. You can definitely tell that Jr. has put in the work on the back end for what he's getting right now. Which Could is you badass. imagine that though, bro? Just like being being 21, 19, 20, however old college golfer against JR Smith. Like who's nah. playing against JR Smith? What? Ultimate flex was pulling up in the Bentley though. Like everybody else showing up in team vans, JR just rolled up in the Bentley. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, it's great. Yeah, man. Well, <clears throat> today, like I said, you know, we got a, a pretty big topic. I'm I'm definitely uh you know big on and I know you know these you know these two guys are big on as well and it's you know really the people around you and how they affect you and you know where they're gonna take you and you know how they can whether that's good or bad and, and that that's your inner circle. I know I know you hear people say this all the time, you know, it's pretty like a like a meme at this point. People, you know, my circle small, you know, I keep my circle small, like no squares in my circle, like but as corny as that might sound, I mean, that there's some truth in that because, like, your inner circle is so important, and I don't think people, like, really realize that. And I think a lot of people who, you know, are thriving in life is because they got people around them who push them to get there. And I think it's also people who, like, feel like they might be slacking a life. It's because they got people around them who simply slacking a life, you know what I'm saying? Like, to keep it black and white, like, I have a – I referenced him a couple episodes ago. It was uh, my friend Steve. He's one of the most wise people I ever met, and um, he told me this that it always stuck with me. It's like if you if you hang around crap, you are gonna smell like crap. And I mean, like that, there's a lot of truth in that. Like if if you're hanging around people who don't got your best interest in hand, I mean, like that could really go south for you, and that could you know lead you down a path you don't want to go down. So that's a, I mean that's a, that's what we talking about today. Um, you know, I know you know both of these. But these guys got a lot of, you know, great examples. You know, Adam, the one thing about Adam that I I wanted him on this episode is because Adam is in a, a unique position where he's dealing with 17, 18-year-olds who are probably the most rebellious people of all time, don't want to listen to nobody, want to do things 100% their way, and they're making a decision on where to go to college, you know, trying to decide what's right for them. And you got to imagine, you know, you got coaches in your ear, you got parents in your ear, friends in your ear, girlfriends, fans of colleges. Like, it's probably a stressful time. So, like, I know Adam is someone who's helping these kids to these times. Like, I know he knows the importance of, you know, your inner circle and just having, you know, people in your in your, uh, your corner who are going to help you. So, I mean, I, I just think there's such an importance on this. And this, like I said, this isn't something that's changed over the years. This is something that's remained constant. Like, if you, you have to keep good people in your corner. So, no, um, you're – you're completely right on that, Cam. It's I got actually what I wrote down is you are who you hang around. And that saying is so true, bro. I mean, if you if you hang around five bums, you're gonna be the sixth bum. You know, if you hang around five millionaires, you put in the work for it, you're gonna be the sixth millionaire. And you know, that's just um, one thing, one thing that I do with with my circle and the people I associate myself with, man, is it's who motivates me, right? Who inspires me? who keeps me in line whenever I'm slacking off or, or not giving everything my best effort. I don't want you around me. If you're going to let me not give my best effort, I want you to be Levi. 
you busted your butt yesterday, but today you're slacking off. Get in check, you know? And that's just that's just the type of people you got to keep around you. And, and one thing that I'm going to tie in with Adam with this right here is, you know, with Adam bringing me um, and to coach these guys uh, with Team Space last year, you know, I was, how old was I? I think I was 19. I'm 21 now. So I think I was 19 when I found out about it. 20 whenever I was doing it and then turned 21 halfway through the season. But it was one of those things where it was just like, you know, I was I was with UWF with a, with a great coaching staff, great program, stuff like that. Um, but whenever I got with Adam, it was a whole different thing. You know, we had kids that some of them might not be able to make it to practice or would show up late and stuff like that. And it's just how you deal with them, you know. So being with Adam, that one of the guys that I mean, I see it day in and day out that breaks his back and neck for the kids, you know. Um, there's there's not there's nobody else I know personally right now that I've seen with my own two eyes that that busts his butt harder for his people in his circle than Adam does you know from the coaches from his wife to his family to his his kids that he coaches other coaches I mean Adam give give us some game man on 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 what you look for in your circle and how you've got to where you are today and and the people that that you hang around you know you know I mean you are um couple years older than me and Cam. Not not saying you're old or nothing, bro, but you know, you are um, in your thirties and stuff like that. You know, you've experienced a lot, a little bit more life than me and Cam have. So like just going through life and stuff, man, like how, how have you molded your circle? How, how do you know what people to hang around and associate yourself with and stuff like that? So I'm going to put this in two parts and I'm going to specifically, can y'all hear me? Everything's good. Yeah. Okay. So first off, I'm going to put this in as far as the AAU basketball segment goes. And and the reason I say that is because y'all started off with that. It's just trying to put people around you that want the same thing ultimately. And it's like, everybody's got their own individual personal goals, right? You're never going to be able to read someone's mind, know exactly that you guys want the same exact thing and yada, yada, yada. That that's not it. But what it is, is if you can, if you can somewhat match each other's energy when it comes to wanting to be successful and want the best for the kids that you're trying to help at the same time, that's, that's when the magic happens. So like putting people like putting people like you and like Brinson and Birch. And yes, these are all guys on my staff, my inner circle. So of course I'm biased. You want to know why? Because it took me freaking five years before I even put anyone else inside that inner circle that's how particular I am about my inner circle when it comes to basketball and when it comes to these kids. And the reason that is, is because I see so many other people in this same industry in it for the wrong reasons. They're in it because they want to say they have the most dominant, the best, you know, the best team with the best players. They can, you know, buck with anybody, anytime, anywhere, Heaven forbid they get these kids scholarships. Now nah, they're just concerned with whether or not they got the dub or not. That's all good. That's all well and good. Don't think we don't want to be competitive because you already know, Levi and Cam, that that's not the case. Man, Adam, but, you know how I got after we lost that one game. I think it was by we, – we were down by 11, came back, was down by three, and then we ended up losing by seven last game of the year. You know how upset I was after that game, bro. I do. I was and, mad. And, and that's the thing. Well, that's the thing. So we're all competitive. 
we all know we want to compete and, and, you know, be the best at our craft and, and, and you should want to be that. But at the end of the day, you do have to understand the overall ultimate goal when you're doing what you're doing. And if your goal, in my opinion, this, in my personal opinion, if you are in the AAU travel ball, even I'll, I'll go as far even high school, I know you got to keep your jobs coaches, but I'll tell you this, if you're, if you're trying to keep your job before putting your kids in college, you don't have my vote. I'll, I'll keep it real. Reach, brother. You don't, you don't have my vote. So, you know, at the end of the day, scholarships is my goal. That's Mo's goal. He'll tell you that firsthand. That's why he started his prep academy to get kids into school and to get them a free education. Now, hey, sh- shout out to them guys, man. They're seven and zero right now. Shout out, program killing right Sunrise now. Christian. Oh, eight and zero. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Eight and zero. Let's but go, man. They're doing the damn thing. They are. Yeah. They are. Now. With that being said, regarding basketball, that's a very small part. So that's so specific related to, you know, relating to myself, yourself, what we have going on, whereas everyone in their lives individually with their personal stuff they've got going. I mean, you're in at the end of the day, your inner circle just has to be just like Cam and yourself said, it has to be people that want to push you to be the best version of yourselves. I think that's the number one quality in a friend. Um, secondly, it has to be people that you can trust. As cliche as that may sound, that's just the way it is, man. And there's so many people in this world that just do not trust anyone. And it's so sad to me because, you know, I feel like that's just that's everything. Man, this, this world is built on relationships. And and regardless, if you keep your circle small or if you keep your circle large, however you operate, if you personally just cannot rely on 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 people to be, you know, helpful, you know, looking out for you in your best interest, you know, it's it's a sad day, you know, um, and that's those are two basic those are two basic things when it comes to your inner circle. Um, but those are the two most common sense things. In my opinion, it's kind of like, if you don't have those two things, how can you call it an inner circle? You know yeah. what I mean? Right. And, and like, I'll be honest, like my personal example, like Adam, like, cause if we're just keeping it strictly sports right now, before we get more so like into the part, like the personal life part, like I'll just be honest, like, and this applies for everything, like both ways, like sports and life. Cause like, that's why I personally think a lot of people um, take a big liking to sports is because like in sports, you see such a big, uh, what's the, I don't, I don't know the word here, but like sports resembles life in a lot of ways. You know what I'm saying? Sport, there's a lot of life lessons in sports that you have. So many life. parallels. Yes. So what I think is, and I, and I realized this at a young age, like I kid you not, like I realized this like second through like fifth grade, like it was, it's honestly stupid super hard having like successful friends like it is because me and I would never undermine myself I'm never the type to undermine myself but like my the friend group I grew up in it was hard like straight up it was because in the third grade I was playing against um kids at rival schools who are my best friends now that were like have now go on to play at you know USC Georgia Tech Colorado for football like Eastern Michigan 
um, Montana State, like, like I'm talking, and I went and played at Navy, and I went and played, you know, D2 basketball for a year. Like, I'm not downplaying that, but like, it's hard, dude. Like, I was the only yeah. person out of my friend group who literally went to a D2. Like, and I, and, and I would never undermine that at all because, you know, college basketball is college basketball, black and white. It's amazing. It's great. And the competition's there. But do you know how many nights I spent, like, just sitting there, like, bro, like, I'm the loser of the friend group. But now, like, I look at it and I realize how much, like, I've come along as a person just by having those people that I viewed in my inner circle that were pushing me so hard to be great. Like, I knew early on, like, like, second, third grade, like, these are the people I needed to be around because, like, they were at the top of their game. They wanted to be great. I had other friends who, you know, were good friends. We hang out on the weekend, you know, boom. But they weren't invested in, you know, better in their life like that. And. I, I just clung to those friends, bro. And, and they like sports. Like I said, we were sports rivals, became sports friends, and they pushed me to be great. And now we're friends in life. So, like, Adam, like, I think what you said just hits it on the head, bro. Cause, like, you have to have people in your corner who want the same thing you want. And at the end of the day, even if you're competing against someone in your inner circle, if y'all are really friends, it'll never be personal. Y'all always just be, it'll, it'll always be just pushing each other right. to be great. So that's why. Like, For sure. Yeah. And like, and like so as much as as we like to compete and and look at the people around us and kind of you know hold a certain bar you know or a standard you know based on what people around us are doing i do think the most important thing and i didn't mention this when it comes to viewing yourself and and your view of your own self worth so to speak and is is perspective right so, so you have to understand it's like, you know, was, you know, so-and-so gifted with, or let's say Derrick Henry was in your inner circle, right? Well, and this is such a random example, but it's like, Derek, you have to understand that Derrick Henry was given God-given ability to play the game of football and arguably the best, to be the best at his craft you know, in the entire world. So when you, when you just, and that's a, obviously a very exaggerated example, but when you put things in perspective and you remind yourself that you've busted your ass too, to get wherever you are, if you truly, if you truly know, and you'll know because it's all about your own self-worth and what you value yourself and, and what you've accomplished. If, if, if you know this in your heart of hearts that you have done all that you can do to be where you are at this certain point, no matter if that means you're living in a one bedroom, one bathroom apartment, you know, whenever, or if you're living in a four bedroom, you know, three bath house married with kids. So what it, it, what, what matters is how you got there and are you progressing? And, and if you can always keep that stuff in perspective without grading yourself next to people who you grew up around, I feel like you'll always keep moving forward. But that's just, that's just the way you have to put things in perspective. You absolutely have to. No, I agree with you, man. And that's, um, I got a guy I work with, Jimbo. He's a, he coaches at a high school here, coaches JV basketball, really big mentor figure in the Pensacola community. Um, works with over 50 kids. Um, just just a, a great guy, man. Just a just genuine person. And that's um at work one day we're we're meeting and um, you know, he mentioned that he reads books. And I'm like, 
um, okay, yeah, you know, I've read a couple of books too. And uh, the next day we get done with our meeting, Jimbo was walking out. I said, Jimbo, I said, Hey man, I said like, what's three or four books, you know, that I could, uh, I could start reading, you know, just want to, want to, broaden my vocabulary a little bit. I think that's the right word, but you know, just, just work the mind a little bit. And he's like, man, come over to my truck. So Jimbo is actually doing this thing. He's been doing, I think he said for the last five years, every Thursday night at nine o'clock, it's a, it's a leadership and growth call. And right now they're reading think and grow rich. Um, that's the book they're reading. And so, like I said, it was on a Wednesday, Thursday, get the book, boom, hop on the call that Thursday night. And just hearing the message, like, he reads, he reads, she tries to read a chapter of phone call or 10 pages, you know, whatever we can fit in that hour time frame. We go from nine o'clock on the dot to 10 o'clock on the dot every Thursday night. If anybody wants to join it, get up with me. I'll put you in it. But just hearing him motivate and inspire, you know, and it's, it's, he's going through this book, but he's also teaching life lessons with it, you know? And that's, that's why I say, you know, you are who you hang around, like him coming into my life, you know, he works or we work together, right? We talked, I was a new guy. We talked a couple of times, chopped it up about basketball. Then next week I see him, I get this book. And then that Friday I go into work for our meeting and it's just like, Jimbo, you're really like, like what do you say on the phone? Like I went to sleep that night thinking about it and I woke up inspired and motivated this morning, you know? So it's one of those things where it's just, Every since then, man, like, like we have been locked in every single day, you know, and I, I challenge myself five, five pages, at least a day out of the book. Even if I get ahead of them, I still hop in the car every Thursday night, go over the book. And it's just, you know, you are who you hang around, you know, you, yeah. you hang around people that just sit around, play the game all day. Don't get up, go to work, ask mom and dad for money. You're going to be one of those. You yeah. go to work every morning, get a scheduled routine you're going to be something better. And that's one thing about me is a lot of uh, friends and stuff that I have, right? They, I'm not going to say they get mad, but dang, you don't ever text me to hang out no more, Levi. You never do this. You never that. It's not nothing against them. I love them the same I did since the day I met them and the day our friendship got to where it was. But I'm just at a different point in my life right now where every Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, I can't go out right now. I can't go do that. I got other stuff I got to do and other stuff to get yeah. on. And a yeah. lot of people, man, they don't see it. They see 21, you're supposed to be living your best life. But I would rather grind in my 20s and 30s and chill in my 40s and 50s. Like that's, that's, like, that's what well, I want to do. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah you got it. Because like, what I was going to quickly say is, like, the thing about if you, if you have good people in your circle, like, people who really care about you and love you, like, they'll, they'll never take that personal that you're trying to, like, progress. Like, sure, if, you, if you got anybody in your circle who's like mad at you because you're trying to do like you're, you're trying to do something more for yourself and invest in yourself and and make growth like bro they, shake they them off be out your circle bro like just shake them up, off straight up to do yeah, you right. gotta flick them off your shoulder bro look and i've had so i'm 20 i'm 28 i'll be 29 in january Damn, and I thought you was in your 30s, bro. Nah, bro. Yeah, I wasn't I'm even sorry. Say nothing like you that, didn't even cool, stop though. me, bro. I'm sorry. Cool, bro. Though, I really bro. do apologize. Adam, I thought you were in your 30s. I am so sorry, brother. No, nah, bad. Nah, bro. You're good. So, but but oh to God. that point, to that point, it's it's absolutely factual. If you <laughs> if you're hanging out with somebody and you know you have a couple of like, because let's be real. When you start hanging out with a couple of the same people for a couple of weekends, if you're a genuinely like nice person, pretty fun to be around, you know, this, that and the other, chances are those people are going to take a liking to you. And they're going to think after three, four times hanging out that like, you know, everything is, you know, you guys are 
our best friends, so to speak. And well, and maybe not everybody, but I'm just using this as an example. But once you get that fifth weekend where you've got something else going and they're not involved and they want to be petty about it and they want to say, well, wait a minute, you're going to do this for yourself this weekend. I thought we were best friends. Why are we not hanging out? And that's, it's just like Cam said, you got to shake that off. And if they want to keep coming with that same BS, you just got to keep shaking it off and being the best version of yourself is it's all about keeping people around you that want you to be the best version of yourself. Because if you don't have those kind of people around you, you just go hang in the same little drought that you're in right now. And that's all, all right, there I'll is you, to it, period. And, well, I, and I'll on. give you the oh, – go ahead, Cam. Go ahead. You ain't said well, that. I was going to ask you, because I feel like you've been <laughs> saying, like, can y'all ever – can, can y'all think of a, like a situation where you've ever had to, like – I don't want to say cut someone off, but have you ever thought about, like, a situation you've had to um, – that kind of distance yourself from someone like in your circle to progress further recently. Very. Yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't say, um, I'll, I'll go into brief detail about the situation because I don't really mind speaking on it, but with my work company, um, I went to go meet, um, you know, I'm, I'm doing the solar stuff, set up a meeting with another company in the, in the community that, um, some of my family members actually own, I'll say again, my family members actually own it, set up a meeting for them. And I text them, call them the day before. Hey, we still good. Yeah, we're good. Text them the night before. Hey, see you guys at 11. Just want to make sure everything's good. No text back. Saturday morning, I get a phone call from one of my other cousins saying, um, yeah, I don't think so-and-so is um, is coming anymore. You know, he's, he's, he's over here. So I show up to the meeting and like, Nobody is there. There's a group of my family members that work for this company and they're all not there to sit down and meet with me. And I, I didn't even tell my girlfriend about it. I literally told my girlfriend about it last night because, you know, I just, I wasn't going to bring it up or anything. But um, ever since then, you know, like them doing that, I was just like, you know what, if this was their supplier for what they do for work, if this was their supplier, the number one in the nation, that company calling them, setting up a meeting, they would have texted them and said, Hey, I can't meet, you know, we need to reschedule. They didn't do that for me. I felt like it was a slap in the face with it. You know, looking at me like little, little cousin, little nephew, you know, and I understand that I get it, but Hey, you know, I'm, I'm 21. Yes, but I'm all about business. It's not, it's not little, little, little family member Levi no more, you know, coming over asking and asking for work and stuff. It's, I got my work set up. I'm trying to grow and progress in my life. And I wanted to do it with you guys because at the end of the day you're making money off of it i'm making money off of it everybody's eating facts you gotta you gotta man when you get when you get family members around you that that have had your back your whole life and then you realize not necessarily that they don't have your back but that they won't back you on this certain situation because they view you a certain way. It'll kind of put things in perspective for you and, and let you just be like, okay, all right. I say, I, you know, that's okay. You know, I love you mean it, but I got to move forward and I got to do what's best for me, you know, because right. it's like you and- said, you're there for business, right? Like you didn't set up that meeting because they're your family and you just got to check something off for your boss to see that you had a meeting. 
Now you 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 set this meeting up with intentions, and and, and that's the thing is is I didn't need them there. I wanted them there. I wanted this right. to happen. You know. And that's just, you know, it's one of those things. And I literally, after that night, you know, of course, 11 o'clock, 11.05, I walk out the door because they're not there. I'm in my truck, you know, and, and that night I'm thinking, I'm like, man, you know what? If this was blank, if this was this company right here that they had this meeting with, the number one blank provider in the nation, I'm just not getting into details with it. But they would have sent an email, called, texted, hey, I had to run out of state real quick. I, yeah. You know, next week, at, next week, Tuesday at two, I'll be back. You know, so it's just one of those things like, and that was people that I that I considered in my close circle, you know, but it's one of those respect factors where if you can do that to me off of this little incident, I don't need you in my life like that. I don't I, I got you as a family member, quote unquote, but for sure. I don't need you in my life for work, you know, yeah. so. And, and like, well, one thing like Levi, like kind of with your story, like how we're talking about also like about, you know, not, not even really cutting people off, but distancing them. Like one thing I do want to point out about close friends is and i've realized this over the years because my my close friends push me so hard that you got to realize also too like your close circle don't ever like end up cutting someone out of your close circle because they're trying to push you and you just fold it like straight up because like i got people in my circle who well they, they'll talk to me any type of way it might be crazy i might feel disrespected but at the end of the day they're lighting a fire up under me that's gonna make me be great and that's like a quality in a friend that you should look for that like that, that that's a huge quality of friend if you got a, someone, yep. it doesn't matter like they're your friend like don't don't take it personal because your friend might talk to you crazy man like for sure it's like, you don't take it personal your family your parents talk to you i mean your family if, if your friends are really that close to your family so like don't don't ever end up ending a friendship or breaking somebody off because they tried to be hard with you and they saw the greatness in you and they pushed you too hard and you just didn't like it like you you got to see the value in that and that's why like kind of pushing us on this topic is like one of the best topics you or one of the best um, traits you can have in friends close friends in your inner circle is just is it's kind of that support that honesty and just keeping it real like if you have the ability to come forward and tell your friend like yo bro like you're slacking or like come on my guy like pick it up like yeah that's, that's a real friend straight up well that's why that's why sports is so great right that's why being an athlete we can we can have so many of these life parallels because if your coach is just just okay with you being mediocre, you know it's like beating a dead horse right now, right? We're we're sitting here, you know where I'm going with this, but it's like if he's okay with you being mediocre, he's just gonna leave you alone. He's gonna let you do your workouts. He's gonna watch you show up to practice, sweat a little bit, and then ride that pine. Whereas, okay. you know, if he's pushing you to be something great. If he's pissing you off in practice because, you know, you whatever the reason is, he feels like you could do it better. He's doing his damn job. You good, know, good friends don't want to see you ride the bench in life, too. Straight That's up. exactly right. There's right. so many parallels with sports and with life, which a lot of people in this world want to shrug off and say, oh, here we go with the sports parallels. It's like, OK. If we can relate to it and we can and we can relay the message to the point where it hits home with some of these kids that are coming up right now to where that might inspire them to to just give that extra effort in in football this coming fall or whatever it may be. And that might inspire them to realize when a coach 
doesn't give a crap about them. And when a coach is actually investing in them and inspire them to do the same in another kid years down the road, that's what sets building blocks. And so many people shrug it off as nonsense and is not that important. And it's just not the case. And that's why I, and truthfully, that's why I take this, this stuff so seriously to be perfectly honest. Well, Adam, I got one question for you. Cause I was thinking about this today before we got an episode, like, and <clears throat> One thing I like, I'm curious on is we're talking about, you know, now you have a team with most baits who, you know, we're talking about now you have a team, you know, most baits who's a, you know, NBA champion. You know, when you're, you're kind of that level of, you know, sports or just publicity, fame, whatever you want to call it, at that level, like if you're someone like most baits, like it's going to be kind of hard for like you to just accept anyone into your close circle because like I'm sure like he probably gets, you know, so many people every single day, like, yo, bro, I got you with this. I got you with this. Like, how did that process look for you? Like when you and Mo first kind of met, like how did, how did you, um, and even from your side and Mo's eyes, and then even from, you know, you know, Mo in your eyes, like how, how did it work with like you actually accepting him and your close friends? Like what were some of the things that, you know, you had to do on your end to let him know you were legit and more some of the things he let you know, or he did on his end and let you know he was legit. So, so for me, uh, speaking to like him being legit, like the brand kind of spoke for itself. I, I understood just because of like uh, being in the business for five, six years, you know, you learn who the players are year in, year out that kind of stand above the rest. And, and his, and his brand had always stood out. They just competed with a tenacity that was unmatched and it never accepted Shoe agreements always remained independent. And I, I kind of knew in the back of my mind there was a reason for that, but I didn't know it for sure. So to kind of give you a little insight on um, on how Mo and I connected, I legitimately – This is story ever. Bro, this is, this is crazy. So, like, I was legitimately rolling through Instagram stories, and I followed his uh, his Florida team, and I noticed that he – you know, he wasn't private, Mo, his actual personal account. And um, and so <laughs> I was literally getting ready for work and just something just tugged at me and was like, you need to you need to stop what you're doing and write this down. And I probably wrote him a page long DM on Instagram um, explaining who I was, what we had done. Uh, what I appreciated about his program um, and that I, in whatever fashion it may have been, wanted to be a part of it. And he responded personally within 15 minutes, which was crazy. You know, um, I was sitting there just scratching my head whenever I saw the response. I was like, ain't no way. But the thing about it is, is like, I'm not sitting here claiming that I'm a part of his inner circle you know what I'm saying? Because he does keep it small. He's got the same folks around him that he's had around him for the longest. But what he did was believe in our, I'm not going to say mine, because our energy, mine, myself, uh, Levi, Brinson, Burge, all of these guys around us, our energy was just different. And he, and I think that Mo understood that. And for whatever reason, you know, uh, it was put on his heart to reach back out. And once he did that, we connected. We, uh, 
he invited us down to Clearwater to get to know us over a weekend. We did a weekend and a workout. We brought Colby McAllister down there with us to Clearwater for the weekend. And the rest was history. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell it to you straight, man. You really don't you, – you never know how to approach anyone with any sort, small, big, any sort of celebrity status whatsoever because it's just, it's just a whole different world. And I think anybody can know that. Um, but, it, you know, for him to take us under his wing, so to speak, and allow us to have this opportunity. And to him, you know, what's funny. He's just kind of like, you know, y'all do your thing, you know, rep the brand. But it's like y'all are running your thing. Like he probably doesn't view it as impactful as we, you know, as impactful as we do um, on our end. And, and I, I know he knows his value and his brand and what he's built but I'm not sure that he understands the impact that it had on us and our ability to, to bring in higher caliber players to convince the higher caliber guys that they didn't have to go play with teams that were four and five hours away that we presented a similar opportunity, if not greater. Um, and, and so for him to do that, just, just spoke volumes to me. Um, it will forever keep me humble as well if anyone like, let's say we blew up, right. And, and some guy reaches out to me two years down the road, Hey man, I'm looking for a coaching opportunity. I'm not going to sit here and tell you to contact my assistant and send me your resume. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to fit, you know, I'm going to find like, I'm don't ever shrug anyone off. Like always listen to what somebody has to say. Cause I was given that same opportunity and I'll be forever grateful for it. And that's what I said last week on the episode, man. Network equals net worth. You know, if Adam Facts. wouldn't have networked and, and connected with Mo, you know, we wouldn't have had it as an as a successful year as we had this year with our first year um travel ball program under Team Spades Out Emma Select. Um, you know, on the top top what Adam's saying, you know, is Mo, he's he's a genuine guy, man. Like you you talk to him, like obviously, yeah, he's really tall, so you'll know he's some type of basketball player and athlete but he's just genuine man like he's he's the most humble you you would think somebody that played with those caliber players that is that type of player himself would have you know some type of swagger a little bit of cockiness to him and carry himself a, a certain way but that's like one thing with Mo is he he's just like us man he's laid back he's cool he's chill um Bass. you know and he just wants the best for the kids he wants the best for his circle um it's just you know and and like I said, you know, network equals net worth, man. You never, you, you, someone comes up to you, you can't turn nobody down just because just you don't feel like it, you know? You don't know sure. what value they could bring to the table. Well, you Levi, know? like, kind of what you said, like, going along with, like, I, I personally feel like, um, <clears throat> and I'm not, like, too my own one here, but, like, one thing, like, I feel like I do excel with my friends is, like, I do a good job, like, keeping up with my friends enough to, like, just make sure everybody's on the right path. Like, my friend KJ, like, to get, to, like, I'll, I'll put it like this, like, geographical to give you a little bit of like a rundown like i have my friend kj who's in new mexico i got my friend darian who in new orleans i got a friend who's up in virginia like i have friends like all over the country and like even though we might not ever see each other like very often because they're off of school doing their thing like because they're in my circle i check in on them i make sure they're on their stuff i make sure their head's on right i make sure that you know they're you know in, in the right headspace they need to and those guys do the same thing for me like I'm so close to my friends that, like, they can tell, like, when something's off of me. Like, 
if I ain't checked in, like Levi straight up, if I don't text, like he did the other day, like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't um, answer Levi's calls for like two days, I think, because I was just busy. And he was like, dang, bro, like everything's straight. Like, you know what I'm saying? And <laughs> it's not that he's like MP. Nah, y'all just don't like talking to me, bro. Like he just, <laughs> that's just like, he, we close enough to the point like he's going to be like, bro, what's good, bro? Like that's, that's my boy. But as soon as Levi hit me with that text, I literally called him right then and there because he showed me that I was slipping. Like, bro, I've been calling for two days, like answer the phone. Like, so I called him right then and there. We got right. right. And I mean, you know, can it, I'll say it like this, Levi, straight up. Like, and I, I'm a little guilty because of the fact, like, perfect example is this. You, there was there was like two days last week where I didn't answer the phone. I guarantee you, if I probably would answer the phone in those two days, probably could have got an episode in last week. <laughs> like, let's just keep let's just keep it a stack. Bro. Nah, if we keep it a stack, bro, we definitely could have. So that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what, and and so, and that's yeah. what I want to tie in with it too, bro. Is like Jimbo. I talked about him. I'll probably talk about Jimbo on every episode, bro. He's 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 my my number not number one mentor, but he is. That sounded really bad. He's up there on the mentor charts. I don't put my mentors in orders, but he is definitely top top 10 right but um I, I talked to Jimbo last week you know about um some financial stuff and all you know and he was like Levi he said we all get the same 24 hours in a day we all get 24 hours in a day you don't need eight hours of sleep he said you know what I was doing from I think he said uh, he was um 17 or no no not 17 he was 19 to 22 every morning um before school he would have a paper route that he would do from 2 to 7 a.m go throw papers out, newspaper, right? Then um, maybe it was school. I don't really remember exactly. But anyway, he had a paper route he would do. He would do some other things. But that's like what inspired me, right? So like now I'm literally waking up, working out, going to work, getting off work, door dashing, selling T-shirts, selling tables for Island Fights, doing whatever I got to do to make a dollar because it's just like, you know what? Like he's right. Like there's no reason if I get off work at six o'clock at night from the solar stuff, I can go straight home and just chill, watch TV and, you know, kick it, get on the phone with my girl. No, let me go DoorDash for two hours and make 40 or 50 more dollars. You know, that's 40 or 50 more dollars for play money on the weekend I could have, you know, and it's just one of those things, man. It's just like, you are what you make of it. You definitely, you definitely want good people around you, man. That's just, that's just simple. Like, I mean, it, you you have to have good people around you're never and it's always starts like this like your foundation um if you think about like a building this is another example like i can't remember who told me this but you know a building is built on a strong foundation um if the foundation's weak then the building crumbles every time i mean it's kind of the same with your life and your friend group like if y'all don't have a strong foundation um if there's people in there you know who don't want the best for everybody there's people in there who's hating um you know your foundation's weak man like you got to have a strong foundation and like in my situation, you also, when you have successful friends in your circle and you're trying to be successful, bro, don't ever be a, a sideline hater, bro. Like, don't ever, like, just straight up. Like, if someone in your circle is is a cheat, like, you know, going crazy, you know, getting these big achievements, you know, running it up, doing whatever, bro, cheer for them the same way that you'd expect them to cheer for you, bro. It's got to be all love, you know, from each side. Exactly. I mean, that's that's one of the biggest qualities and traits of, you know, a good friend. Like, I will, I will want someone to cheer just as loud for me as I would cheer for them, bro, straight up. For sure. And I want to I want to kind of piggyback off what you're saying. It's like, dude, if if anything, if you're if you have a sports background and you're a competitor, you want to call that friend up and you want to say, dude, what like the hell are you doing? Like, I'm I, I need to know what I need to do to be there. You know what I'm saying? It's like it should almost not necessarily make you mad at them, but frustrated with yourself that you're not there and almost motivate you 
you know, to, to just do whatever you got to do to get where they're at, regardless of what their profession is, if it's different from yours, whatever it may be. If it's anything other than that, bro, you're, you're just a sideline hater, just like you said. Right. And, and you just can't do it. Exactly, bro. And that's, that's one thing that Cam, you know, we, like we said, you know, you lived on the apartment, up the floor above me uh, for the last two years, two and a half years. I lived under you and literally, I mean, every night, Cam, me and you connected, you know, we would, we would get done what we did and then we would just come and just chill. You know, we might have a glass of wine or drink a beer or something like that and just hang out and talk. But I mean, me and you talked, but it wasn't ever about pointless stuff. Every single night we were talking about the video brand, the basketball brand, motivational speaking, a freaking podcast that we're doing. You know, it might have took us taken us a year and a half to get everything planned out, get episodes going. But like, bro, I literally was cleaning out my closet the other day and I saw notebooks of the notes we wrote down from back then has a date on it. Everything like just to see the growth, you know, it like and that's what I tell everybody. That's what I tell the kids I train and coach. Rome wasn't built overnight. You're not going to see results tomorrow. You might not see them a week or a month from now, you know? Just like if you go to the gym and work out, you're not going to see results immediately. It takes progress. It takes dedication to your diet, your workout plan, stuff like that. And it's the same exact thing with life. It's the same exact thing with life. You know, you are who you surround yourself with. And don't get me wrong. I know people that that, that goof off and do dumb things and stuff like that, that, that I'll say, hey, what's up to and stuff. But I promise you, they're not at my house hanging out with me and stuff. It's just if I run into them at public, hey, what's up? How you doing? Okay, cool, man. Yeah, everything been good. Okay, you know, you got to keep you got to keep your circle tight, compacted with people that's gonna push you. You're gonna push, and ones that you know that that if you lost everything tomorrow, they would still have your back and bring you back up. You know, my last little piece with it right here. What I'm gonna end it with from my point of view is this is gonna sound sort of cliche, but I look at my circle like a donut, right? A donut has the hole out of the middle of it, right? And you got your close friends and that one. That's where all your circle is. And then on the outside of the donut, you got another little circle, right? Where I'm getting at with it is on the outside of that circle, the outside, you know, that's your close friends and stuff like that, that, you know, you hang out with, you associate with, you know, you'll, you'll do anything in the world for you genuinely love them, you know, but that close circle that's the that's the friend group that you know that that's like you guys like my boy billy um you know i could i can name some more people but i'm not going to leave anybody out but that's the people where i know i can get money with that's going to motivate me that's going to keep me on track hold me accountable teach me things in life somebody that might be far off more financially stable than me that might might just be a better person all around than me you know that that like we said you know no matter who you are what you do we're showing love and so that's that's literally how I look at it. You know, I got I got a bunch of groups of friends that that are athletes that, um, you know, just do a whole bunch of stuff. I don't know where I was really going. with bro, that. I, bro, I'm honestly, Levi, like on the page, <laughs> the new thing I'm about to start doing is, bro, like we're going to let you do like food picks, bro, because last time you were talking about chilies. <laughs> and how you bro, said somebody called bro, me no, 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 about bro. that, too. bro. So many people hit me up saying Levi is tripping about the chilies, bro. Now I know they're gonna listen to this uh, this damn episode. They're gonna be like, bro, what is he talking about with this donut, bro? Bro, I left it alone. <laughs> I left it. I left I it alone. The bro. Oh my, my boy, my boy said Pensacola <laughs> best steak in the eight five zero at Chili's, bro. Chili's, bro. Chili's. I've never heard that. I don't, I, there's a reason, reason bro, I don't, there's a reason you've never heard yeah, that Cam. for some reason bro i don't like steak bro 
don't know why. Bro, yeah, bro, I, I'm, bro not, I'm not here. Hey. I'm not hearing that. My, That's cool. Uh, <laughs> my boy, my boy called me the other day, bro, and he was like, "Yeah, man, he was. Like, I ain't gonna lie, I didn't get a chance to listen to him. You know, whenever they first dropped, but um, I listened to both of them on my way to work out today, bro, and I, I like it, man. I like what y'all got going on." He said, "But chilies, bro. Come on, Levi. <laughs> chilies." I and then I was just out. like, "Ah." Uh, Ain't nothing wrong with chilies though, bro. Like I said, I, and I'll say it again, bro. If you if if you want a good little meal, you go get you that triple dipper. I get mine with the the chipotle uh little. Gotta have the chipotle yeah, chicken the fingers. Chipotle chicken tenders. I get the pig skins, the little you know little uh, little potato skins. My bad, <laughs> not the pig skins. But I'm the, about to <laughs> say when did chili start cranking out the pig skins. Skin. <laughs> I can't remember what else I get. But I get the I get the little Southwest egg rolls, but you know I, I can't hit on Chili. Oh, dude, bad. you just you hit every home run at Chili's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what right I'm saying? There. Like if we would have got on last week, talk about the triple dipper with the you know those three. I think yes. we honestly like yeah, let's do different. Only thing, only thing you missed was chips and salsa. Other than that, yeah. everything everything else is good for sure. Yeah, man. Well, I um you know Adam, I, I you know I definitely appreciate you you know coming on today. I think you know we had a great. Um, you know, conversation here. Uh, we talked, you know, a little bit about um, the importance, you know, your inner circle, some of the, the traits that you should look for and people, you know, in your inner circle. Talked a little bit about, you know, not, you know, hating from the sideline, wanting to, you know, really cheer on your, you know, your people in your circle. So we, sure. we talked about a lot today, man. I, you know, I'm super excited. I think this, you know, went perfect. Our first episode, you know, with the guest. I was super excited. It was a great, it was a great conversation. Super excited to release. This man, I'm episode. just, yeah. I just appreciate y'all having me on, man. I've been a, a big fan, a day oneer of the show. <laughs> so well. just, just loving what y'all are doing, man, and 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 ready to come back whenever y'all guys are willing to have me, man. Hey, and before sure. we get out of here. This is the official sponsor for all your videography needs. Hit up at Watch Me Ball Media on Instagram. Dang, hey, you yeah, like how professional I got, bro? Yeah, gang. But uh, yeah, yeah. Now, next week I think uh, I've been thinking about it. I was talking, was talking to my family this week. I, I was trying to think about how next week, you know, we're gonna kick this thing off. But um, don't got a guess for next week. But I do know that we're, you know, probably gonna talk about uh, does success find you or do you find success? And I think that's. Uh, like, I think that's a you know a big topic because um, some people to the outside world it does look like certain people like their success came overnight and they got lucky but like behind the scenes we don't really know like the type of grind they're putting in so I think that's something that we need to cover. All right, it's uh, so huge! It's so huge! Call me, call me, call me. For sure, for sure. Love that topic. Yeah, man. But uh, like I said, you know, appreciate everybody tuning in this week. Uh, apologize once again last week. I know we didn't have an episode, but you know we're doubling down this week, and we got y'all with a great episode. Once again, appreciate uh, you know Adam. Adam, go ahead and you know shout out your your socials. You know, tell them about the team. You know, if you're in the if you're in the Mobile area, you looking for a team to run with, and you're a young gunner man. Hit up my boy Adam. For sure, yes, sir. We are at TMS underscore AL underscore Select on the gram. Same thing on Twitter. If you need some travel basketball needs. And you want somewhere to come and get a scholarship? All you got to do is look at the resume, baby. Come and hey, see us. Speak for itself, bro. Women lie, dudes lie, but numbers don't. Come and <laughs> see us. Yes, sir, hey. man. No, I, hey, I might be biased, bro, but I love the whole the whole team space family, bro. I'm biased, bro. If any other travel ball teams are out there listening and feel some type of way, team space over everybody. That's how sorry, I live. Not sorry.
Yes, sir. All right, man. It's your boy Cam Cox here at my boy Levi, boy Adam. Appreciate y'all tuning in this week. All right. We'll catch y'all next week. Let's get it.